0: Before we start the show, I think something's got to be said about the recent changes we've uh, recently undergone, wouldn't you say?
1: Jay coming on to the show? (laughs) Well, aside from that (laughs) one. Um, Oh, jeez, (laughs)
2: guys.
0: But as uh, many of our listeners know, for almost a year now, we've been uh, part of Con Radio, which is a uh, a podcast network presented by Wizard World. And we were uh, on this network with other shows like uh, Con Smash, Game Fix, Pure Fandom, Wrestling Audio... Modern Geek Show, Crazy for Comic-Con, Figuratively Speaking, who am I forgetting?
1: Uh, Gamer's Dominion, Hall of, uh, of Justice, Hall of Justice, Everyday Halloween, Everyday Halloween. Every day is yeah, Halloween. Yeah. yeah, a lot of good shows.
0: Brothers good in shows Arms. There. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> I grew up reading Wizard World and Toy Fair magazine, and I absolutely adored these magazines. I don't know if you guys uh, read any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. These were about the only lights at the time we really had into the genre. Uh, I don't think the the Comic Con circuit was definitely was what it was then as it is now, yet, no. and uh, the the medium hadn't become
2: really mainstream yet. It's culturally relevant everywhere now compared to
0: right, was. right, and but then the Wizard World conventions come along and bring everything you're reading about in Toy Fair and in and in your uh, you know Wizard World magazine right to your front door, right, right outside you know. Conventions are in town sure. it's, it's awesome to see that stuff come alive It's like Christmas It, it really was I mean, <laughs> we've talked about, uh, before about the uh, overstimulation Oh God, yeah <laughs> You know, you walk in there walking and see in there for the first con time
2: Con fatigue afterward yeah.
0: Right, exactly And it was attending uh, my first Wizard World Getting to meet Stanley and everything That started, spawned this show Just for us to be a part of Wizard World in any way Has been a true honor hmm but um, since we'd been taken on, Wizard World has uh, undergone many changes uh, with their management, and the new management doesn't really see, f- I guess, the benefit of having a podcast network, right. and decided to uh, cut ties. So, as many of our listeners know, you know, you go to the website, try to get on Con Radio, it's not there anymore. Why? I don't
2: know. Out of our hands, I suppose. Yeah,
0: yeah we won't really have a definitive answer for that, but. Um, we knew this was coming, and uh, we had been warned. Uh, but uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, ourselves and many other podcasts got on Con Radio to post our our next episode. It wasn't there. The website wouldn't load, and it was it was really like uh, kind of coming home to find that your lover had changed locks on you. <laughs> yeah. You know.
2: Um,
0: How'd that happen?
2: <clears throat> <laughs> I still got my sweatshirt, man. I need
0: that sweatshirt. Uh, so. Really quick, just to clarify, in no way are we bashing Wizard World, because lo- I've always loved Wizard. I will continue to love Wizard and continue to uh, go to their conventions. They put on a great show and uh, look forward to, you know, hopefully keep covering these mm-hmm. events. It looks like we're going to be able to keep covering them. You know, a lot of good has come from being a part of Con Radio and Wizard World, not only being able to get into these uh, amazing events, but the amazing artists and the amazing uh, actors and actresses we've you know got to meet, interview, have on the show. It's been surreal.
2: The access has been incredible.
0: Yes, exactly. And not to mention the amazing uh, podcast family that we have acquired in doing so. We've made a lot of good friends through Con Radio. Uh, you know, especially the guys over at Game Fix. Yeah. They're like brothers to us now. Absolutely,
2: Mr. Yeah. Mo Lightning. I mean, come <laughs> on, that's Dude. the correct way to say
0: it. Yeah, exactly. The dude's done so much uh, for podcasts, and uh, we're very grateful to him. So. We are happy to announce that uh, all the podcasts that came from—not all the podcasts, I should say—most mo- of the most podcasts of uh, from Con Radio are going to be joining together to form a new network, Radio for Geeks. And um, that's really about all the details we have right now. We don't know when that's going to be launching, but we will keep you informed. And we're really looking forward to that—to have a place where we can all congregate and continue, uh, you know, the, the tightness we've we've made. So, with that all being said, I'd like to read something really quick, gentlemen. <laughs> I'd like to hear. And it's something I prepared. And when I say prepared, I just mean printed out. It's, <laughs> it's nothing I wrote, as you'll soon hear. Um, and it's something that's been read several times. And though it doesn't have direct correlation with everything uh, that is being said, at the same time, I kind of think it does. So, without any further ado
1: <clears throat> The envelope, please. <clears throat>
0: All right. Good morning. In less than an hour, aircraft from here will be joining others from around the world, and you will be launching the largest aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We cannot be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We'll be united in our common interests. Perhaps it's fate that today is the 4th of July— And you will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. You can laugh. laugh. (laughs) (laughs) And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night... We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our independence day. Candare today. air tomorrow. Can Air forever. <laughs> so, with that being said, let's kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy.
2: <laughs> You're listening to the Candare Podcast. Your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory!
0: Welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack
1: Doherty. And I am Jake
0: Runyon. We've got a really good show lined up for you today, and our retro roundtable, we're going to be playing a little game we like to call verses, and uh, we'll tell you a little bit more about that when we get there. Get hyped. Yeah, exactly. Then we're going to be diving into the comic dump
2: bin. Anything good this week, guys? I got something a little unconventional. It's technically not a comic, but I'm really excited to share
0: it. That's fine. More to come. Oh, uh-huh. man steamy
2: like i am
1: too what about you the power of shazam oh nice. snap oh wait a minute is yeah. this featuring yeah. our uh, okay yeah, that's how i dug it out i haven't i never read it until <clears throat> i pulled it out it's just been sitting in the I box i recognize that cover yeah. oh
0: yeah all right cool cool i've got a what if from uh, the 1996 x-men series so i'm really stoked nice. to go into that one uh we got a hero this week too right yes and then later on in the episode, we might be welcoming a guest we are just waiting to hear from. I'm not sure yet. So uh, we're going to go on regardless. So let's just kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Yeah!
2: Do it. Do it. Come on. I'm here. Come on. Do it now. Oh, my God.
1: Thank
0: you. Grass.
2: Taste bad.
0: to play. All right. So, like we said earlier, we're going to be trying something new this week for the Retro Roundtable, a little game called Versus. And what this is, is we have a chart that has a bunch of different characters on it, heroes and villains from uh, the comic world, the movie, television, video games in there. And oh, dimensions. yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, we have dice. We're going to roll. And whatever two characters these die land on, we're going to have a conversation about if they were to battle, who would win. And if the, if the scale's slanted in one's favor, we want to talk about how the one who has a disadvantage might win. I'm so excited, you guys. I am, yeah, too. I, really, I yeah. think this will be fun. So, let me get the chart here. The wheels have been rolling ever since looking at the chart, <laughs> thinking, oh, what about him and him? So what about them bit. and them? And, and I've got a... Uh, I'm working on a better chart. So, I mean, this one will work for now, but I'm working on a chart that's going to just beef up the possibilities even <laughs> that much more. So...
2: Introducing famous world leaders from throughout history. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to roll the first dice, so here we go. That's whoever the die lands on? Ah, uh, it didn't land on anybody. Okay. Yeah. Mulligan. Okay, who do we got? I don't think it hit anybody. Super uh, Supergirl! Yeah. All right, so let me write down Supergirl here. Who would like to roll the second one? Oh, if I
1: may. Do it, Jake. Let me blow on right. it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> good. And... The hell is that? that? Absorbing man? Did it land on him? Yeah, that's absorbing
2: man. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy! All right. Ooh, we got a little something here, ladies and
0: gentlemen. Supergirl versus Absorbing Man. That's the worst
1: name. Uh, There's been worse names, but yeah. yeah. When I first
0: heard
1: that, I'm like, "What?"
0: We are all pretty familiar with Supergirl's powers. Jack, would you mind pulling up maybe a quick synopsis on Absorbing Man so we get this right? Because I can't say I know exactly enough. About him to... Uh... He is in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. I mean, pretty okay. much anything he touches, he can he become can be, that yeah. ma- matter. But does that mean he can absorb powers,
1: too? I or? believe
2: it's just, like, inorganic.
1: Yeah. Like okay.
2: materials.
1: Yeah, if he touches metal, he can do metal.
2: Okay. But conversely, we know Supergirl. We know the Kryptonian set of powers and limitations. So that's pretty...
1: Right yeah, off right, right, the we
2: understand what she brings to the table. We might as well be talking about Superman here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Super anyone. Okay, so... Anyone who takes off their reading glasses and becomes a hero. They've all pretty much got the same, right? Because that's what they all do. They just wear glasses.
0: So, okay, in this scenario, I think it's kind of obvious who might... uh, We might have a case of uh, scales slanted here.
2: I think what this comes (laughs) down to is the environment in which they're fighting. Because that's going to be absorbing men's chief advantage.
0: Maybe that's something we should uh, add a third role to. Ooh, that would
2: be interesting. Yeah, yeah. in space, we'll to think of that next orbit, time, oh, et Yeah, that'd
0: be something. Ninety percent of these things typically happen in Metropolis and end with <laughs> Metropolis and ruins. So let's just uh, go on with Metropolis. These are this is a Marvel and a DC
2: character, right? <laughs> Yes, yes.
1: All right. So I mean, he can also absorb energy. So oh, all right. That so might turn the tables a little bit. I raise soup. What the uh,
2: ice breath? Do they still have that, Superman? Yeah, Do the they frost still frost breath, breath and that? Okay.
1: heat vision.
0: Okay. So yeah, if she shoots her heat vision at him, he can just absorb that. He's not going to be hurt by that. So yeah. no
2: extreme of temperature is going to affect him. So that disarms her in two ways, right there. Now, if he blasts that back at her, is that going to mess her up? Presumably not. So it would just be wasted on both ends,
1: I would think. It's always mm-hmm. hard to tell because they seem, all the Kryptonians seem to get hurt somehow if they get punched They're on That's the ground, kind of like, oh, oh, when technically it's not really supposed to hurt them.
0: Yeah, I read that uh, Bruce Timm said when he did the Superman animated series, he had to really uh, weaken Superman just, you know, to make the show entertaining. Sure. Other, yeah. You know, otherwise every battle's just going to be... Invincible
2: man wins forever.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> So, okay, um, what are some things that we, uh, my mind immediately goes to, okay, Absorbing Man gets himself a piece of kryptonite. I exactly. that was that's, just
2: thinking that, yeah. yeah you know. Like, not only is that a game changer, I think that's a game winner that puts the ratio so much in his favor. If his entire body can be composed of krypton- kryptonium, kryptonium <laughs> kryptonite at any given time.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, it's not like she can just get a quick hit in there. The second they come in the vicinity, they're just weakened, right? Yeah, and we already
2: know she can't engage him at range, because the heat ray's not going to work, the ice breath's not going to work. So she has no choice but to physically pummel him. Mm. If you're physically pummeling a sentient mass of kryptonite, it's a really rough time to be a
1: super noun. Depending on how long she can hold out with her power, though, it says right here that at one time uh, he was trying to absorb sentry's power and ended up killing him. Oh, really? There's a limit. Maybe she could overload him,
2: superheat him with the heat rays until he combusts.
0: So, okay, the kryptonite definitely is absorbing man's uh, uh, ace up the sleeve. Up. <laughs> but where is absorbing man getting kryptonite? Because I mean, we know the extent Batman's had to go to get
2: his hands right. on some of this and stuff. And he lives so, in Marvel, <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah. But that's we established a good point. Metropolis, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're we'll have to go with. Metropolis. So I'm thinking if he's in Metropolis, it's mm-hmm. a stretch, but he would have to have gone through one of Lex's holdings his headquarters or some bunker where he has an emergency supply.
0: Okay.
2: It would have to, I mean, it would have to come from Lex Luthor.
0: Lex Luthor is a good point to bring up, because Lex Luthor's wanted to see these aliens fall. So True. maybe knowing that this battle's coming, Lex Luthor's slipping him some kryptonite under the table on uh, you know? Yeah,
2: I'd have a hard time imagining this would just happen without Lex becoming aware of it beforehand. Yeah. So he would certainly do something to tip the scale.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say, these scales aren't as uh, slanted as I
1: was thinking they were going to be here. I know.
2: It's, it's, there are a lot of variables.
1: With <laughs> him being a lowly criminal, too. Maybe he uh, right, ran into... Right, he's just into, kind of a chump. Yeah. You know, he's not really a mastermind. So. No. Right. If he ran into, a, uh, what's his name, Metallo,
2: and somehow <laughs> beat
1: Metallo, pulled his heart out, then he'd grab a hold of some kryptonite.
0: That's a, I mean, that's a whole nother versus battle right <laughs> yeah. there, Metallo absorbing man. Yeah, so let's so let's say uh, there are, there is no kryptonite available. What do you think he could become? I, I would say maybe grabbing a tire, becoming rubber. I mean, say she lays some fists into him; it's just going to bounce off.
2: Okay, here's a thought: Metropolis. I assume that city's been under construction for a hundred years.
1: Right, it's huge, <laughs> constantly under yeah. construction.
2: somewhere, somewhere there is a road being torn up and repaved. Industrial diamonds from a construction tool. If he can get a hold of the material a construction tool is made Mm. of, he can convert himself to industrial diamond. Hmm. Something strong enough that it wouldn't be invincible, for God's sake, it's Supergirl. But it would certainly be a little bit of, like, ablative armor to have that hard diamond shell.
1: This is true. He couldn't do rubber because, as they taught you in Fantastic Four, what happens to super-cooled rubber? Mm. In the movie? Oh, yeah. Dr. Doom was freezing them, he started cracking, so that'd be an easy... She just ice-breathing. pretty Yeah. But he with, could absorb that, though.
2: With the diamond thing, true. would the heat <clears throat> rays
1: reflect,
2: refract? Would he internalize it all and explode? I what? feel like she's got the strength to still
1: bust through some diamond. Yeah. I mean, we're oh, talking yeah. the I Kryptonians mean,
2: it, here. He's buying time. It's not like a, you know, <laughs> <What> <laughs> a refraction.
1: <laughs> Depending on if he went into a highly populated area being a criminal and didn't care about There's other people, Human he shields would just and turn such? into... Shoot the heat vision right at her; it would refract all over the place and just sure. tear the whole place up. So, so using her
0: morals against her, being that yeah. he, uh, like we were saying, just a lowly thug isn't yeah. going to think about uh, civilian casualties. He would have to disarm her
2: in that way. In a fair fight, no. But this isn't about fair fights. No, no. come on, come on. Come <laughs> he's a criminal. On. That's a weapon in his arsenal. Is that he's unscrupulous. He doesn't care who gets hurt. She does. He can find a way to use that to his advantage. Makes sense to me.
1: Man. How about? Because Kryptonians get their powers from the solar radiation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Find some deep dark tunnel somewhere. Lose her, lures her in there. Mm. She starts losing her powers. If he can become
2: just tough enough that she really exhausts herself fighting yeah. him, she's not going to be able to tap or cap out on her strength. Anymore. Right. He can just wear her down with time. And he's absorbing man. Like, he he's he's just going to fuse with the while. rock and disappear a mile underground. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> now, what about lead? I mean, lead has always mm. been another weakness for the kryptonians. It'll stop can't, the X-ray vision. They can't, can't see for through reason. it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, they can pound through it, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. You'd be able to hide that way. Buying some time. Yeah, he would be able to hide yeah. that way. Yeah. You don't know where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we thinking here? Who's going to win this battle? I think Supergirl's probably still going. So I'm gonna Price
2: give, to yeah. I'm going to give Supergirl probably a 75 to 80% chance on this one. He
1: could give her a run, though. Oh, sure. She would, he would last a when while. When conditions
2: are right, he could really ruin her day. Yeah.
0: All right. Supergirl it is, I guess.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> yeah, the hero wins again. <laughs>
0: Well, I think we have enough time here, seeing as we don't have a guest this week either. So, do you want to do another roll, I have another conversation? Yeah,
1: yeah, let's see what we get. All
0: right, let's get the chart back out here. Jack, do you want to start the rolling off That'll here? Do, do a little bit of rolling.
1: Rolling, rolling. Oh, rolling. the blob. Oh, oh nice. I mean Bob. I'm sorry. Not yeah. blob. Did you call
2: me <laughs> Bob?
1: <laughs> you guys, come on, face.
0: Bob versus. Let's see. Superman, tw- or excuse me, Spider-Man 2099. Oh. So uh, what's he got on uh, regular Spider-Man? He doesn't possess, he doesn't have spider senses. Really? So he's he a has diet Spider-Man. Enhanced
1: vision and hearing. can see in darkness. Zoom in on people and objects. His forearms enable him to fire organic adhesive substances. Substances. Travel at high speed swing on web lines. So Spider Man, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's able to have any part of his body adhere to surfaces through unknown invisible means. So he doesn't—it's not just his feet. He could really climb by his butt. Uh, oh. He has venom glands and canine teeth. Oh, dude. He, he has he toxins? Standard Spider Man was
0: he venomous? Uh, not to my knowledge. I mean, I think there were different like story arcs where they Peter Parker been... Spider Man.
1: Yeah, no, I don't know. All he could, all he could do really was just crawl. And that spider senses.
0: I mean, later in his story arc... He they, got
1: the organic web.
0: Uh, thing. Well, he also had, like, at one point had spikes come out of his wrist, kind of like a Wolverine kind of thing. Okay. Uh, yeah, th- there was a great story arc. I think it was a Spider-Man origin thing where he was kind of reborn and discovered all these new powers he had. But I don't think those uh, have stayed canon throughout the universe. So, All right, Blob versus Spider-Man 2099. I'm going to look at Blob real quick to see what... Okay.
2: Now, my understanding, you'll probably, like, you'll confirm or deny this. My understanding is he's more or less impenetrable. Like, he's he's either that tough on the outside, or there's so much of him to get through yeah. that you can't really gun him down. He's really slow, too. Right. No. Not well, an what? agile.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, I mean, he is susceptible to punches, right? He, sure. he. I mean, that's not going to not do anything to him. No. A good punch in the face. So... I think Spider-Man could, you know, zip around him pretty quick. and
2: You know, I, I think as slow as he is, though, he's got a lot of momentum just from being so massive. So I bet once he gets going, he's probably hard to stop. The big challenge would be in restraining him, I
1: would think. Strength, endurance, uh, resistance to physical injury, elastic rubbery skin makes it difficult to penetrate with guns and missiles, and even Wolverine. That's really about it. He's virtually, virtually immovable. As long as he's touching the ground, so he's just a wall pretty much.
0: So if I were Spider-Man, I would just web his face up. Just cut his air supply oh, sure. off yeah, right there. You go. That's, that's, I mean, yeah. that's,
1: that's a quick way.
2: Well, yeah. this is, with this being Spider-Man twenty ninety-nine, with this being Spider-Man twenty ninety-nine, he's venomous, right? Yeah. Yep. He's not going to break the skin. Isn't it through his teeth he injects the venom? Yeah. If he has some access to that, that he can project or expose blobs eyes to it somehow, get it in his mouth. Maybe if him a from the small,
1: inside. a thin spot, like try to uh, Mike Tyson him, yeah, right. <laughs> bite his ear.
0: <laughs> yeah, as long as he can break that skin a little bit. Just a
1: touch. Maybe. Or if he shoots it like a, dil- a Dilophosaurus. I was just going to say, yeah, it gets a little bit in his <laughs> mouth and spits it in his mouth or eye. That Yeah. Imagine that. Seeing the big the blob stand there being so big, and Spider-Man just crawling around him all over the place. <laughs> get off me. Yeah. Well, it was like a fruit fly on him. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but if he did get a hold of him, just a, a quick bear hug would probably oh, extinguish man. Uh,
2: Spider-Man. In a single hand, pretty he'd probably quick. destroy his ribs. Yeah. This is a matchup as old as time. Strength versus speed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The steamroller versus the... Uh, and yeah, typically, we see speed win in these cases. Yeah, I mean, typically, yeah. Sun Tzu, Art of War, the smaller guerrilla force usually outmaneuvers and defeats the big standing army. You know, so
0: let's also uh, you know consider the uh, time gaps in their uh, in their well, just the times they come from. You know, twenty ninety nine. He's probably got much far more advanced technology. Oh sure, and yeah. Probably you know he's, he's probably thinking a lot sharper, a lot faster than the blob does. I would think. No? I feel like
2: the Blob's lifestyle probably isn't exceedingly <laughs> healthy.
0: Yeah. You know why like 2099 is thinking about how he's going to take him down. Blob's thinking about a bucket of chicken or You're something rich. probably, you know? He's a vegetarian.
2: Where's my next hoagie <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm hungry. I always, I never liked the Blob. You just every time I saw him, I was like, ugh.
1: Yeah. You, just, you just feel kind of greasy. Yeah. You
2: want to take a shower.
1: <laughs> Fighting against him in the old... Uh, The X Men, the big double sized arcade game. Mm -hmm. He was the first villain you had to fight. Was he? I don't remember that. I'm the blob! And you just pound (laughs) on him until you fall down and you get back up, pick you up, throw you across, and you just come back out. Cool, I'm having
2: fun. Yeah. (laughs) So, Blob does not have a lot of reach. I mean, even beyond the fact that he doesn't have any like energy manipulation, any kind of natural projectile, he's just got little stubby arms on a big blob body, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, his range of motion is like a little kid in a winter coat. <laughs> Spider Man could probably be like dead center on his sternum and he would be him. able to, he could uh, maybe like bring his chin down and nibble at him or something. Right. But like <laughs> it is not a hell of a lot he can do. So he's tough, but at the same time you'd think Spider Man would want to close the distance. Right. Get on his back or something like that. And Ooh. Use his own Strength and momentum against him, grab a hold of his ears, steer him into some kind of hazard, off a cliff, into the water. I assume he doesn't swim very well. Oh, the,
0: now there's a good point. Now I wonder how heavy the blob is. There's I don't probably know. a stat
2: for that somewhere, and it's something absurd, like, you know, anonymous, anonymously, anomalously 300,000 tons. Like it's some, you know, some comic <laughs> He's book. the number.
1: human ton. <laughs>
2: Let's that see. was my nickname in high school. Actually, yeah. how yeah, he heavy lured,
1: is the blob? Lured him into some water, and all of a sudden he fell. Uh, of course, he might float. That's a good point. He might just be buoyant enough with Jesus. His I so float. I have to imagine <laughs> the blob does. I would think
0: though, if he's able to take a you know a, a tank's blast to his fist and walk away
1: from, him, he's got to be pretty. He's got to be pretty heavy, right? Oh mm, yeah. sure, yeah.
2: And then dense, and, you know, like a neutron star.
1: But then being so much surface area that he just actually displaces water, so he floats on it. Get into the science of it like a battleship.
0: I just know anytime I've seen him, anytime he falls over, it just like quakes everywhere around him, you know. So that makes me think that he would sink like a freaking rock. So, considering these are both uh uh, Marvel characters, probably in New York that we're dealing with this. So,
2: well, where are you gonna find water in New York, (laughs) right? The (laughs) Hudson, everywhere,
0: (laughs) right? Luring to the Hudson, maybe uh. Web him and cannonball him into the river And just blah 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 blah.
2: Spider-Man could pull
0: that off I
2: think he could He could lure him effectively enough He
1: could definitely outsmart him Yeah If he did did float He probably wouldn't be like He'd lay on his belly And just float on his belly He'd probably be constantly rotating kind of like a, <laughs> a, a bolt <laughs> so spider-man really just grab his shoot just a lab on his foot and hold him upside out, down spider-man up, jumps constantly. on his back and does like a hillbilly log roll contest yeah, you know? just gets <laughs> just his just head underwater so. all the <laughs> way down the hudson <laughs> and just drowns him that way while he's upside down
2: I can oh. see the headline now <laughs> spider-freak drowns fat man
1: <laughs> Jameson would
0: have fun with that <laughs> one <laughs> it, it,
2: wouldn't it, he a field day
0: so, I think it's safe to say Spider-Man 2099 would probably steal the day. Though it I wouldn't so. be an easy battle. No, I no,
2: there'd be a lot of collateral damage.
0: Yeah. Yo, and the thing is, like, you know.
2: all of the Blob's strengths are also the Blob's weaknesses. He's heavy, he's strong, he's dumb. You
1: It's you know? like... <laughs> calling me names?
2: <laughs> if you want to project that self on yourself, I mean, yeah.
0: All right, so our heroes today: Supergirl and Spider-Man twenty ninety nine. I'd say let's put those two together really quick for a last conversation. Ooh, but good but, idea. Uh, you know so who's going to win that? But Supergirl's got real that real. one in the canon. Well, so make
2: me sound stupid. I thought it was good. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, maybe you can uh, prove me
2: wrong. No, the more I think about it, yeah. <laughs> it's slanted. Like, oh, Trapper with your webs! Oh, she can <laughs> fly. <laughs> so Supergirl,
0: today's winner, it would
2: seem. All right, congratulations, Supergirl overachieving do-gooder <laughs> bringing a the Kryptonian they're always yeah. gonna win I yeah, guess this is true justice in the American way
0: I might have to shave some Kryptonians out of <laughs> this uh,
2: out of this you list just here just make them one entry like the super family yeah throw the dog go. in there too and they all Ooh, like the oh yeah
1: <laughs> cryptos out of there well so
0: that was our first uh, versus cool. segment there I think it was pretty fun I think test run well, yeah when we, we actually did a few test runs when we were working and mm-hmm. uh They came out... I don't remember what characters we chose, but it just was flowing out of us, so... I think as we do this oh, uh, occasionally sure. it'll get better and better <laughs> once so once we fine tune the precision of our system <laughs> I do think the environment is a good thing to also roll on you know uh, yeah, yeah, whether yeah. it be space countryside Fun factors, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah 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 so weapons availability
0: So if you uh, people at home have any suggestions for uh, heroes you'd like to add to the list that's being uh, Ooh, customized be cool. uh, feel free to email us or shoot us a uh, request on uh, social media we'll definitely get them in there or if you just want to hear you know a certain hero go up against someone else we'd be happy to humor you with that conversation as well Send or if you're, you're
1: heroes fives of fans out there yeah <laughs> or if you're you thought of a way that we didn't think of to
0: oh yeah to win. yeah, yeah. If there's something point. we're not thinking of good point yeah exactly just uh write it on the back of a 50 bill and mail it to the head there board. you go
1: <laughs> <laughs> that'll definitely get you on <laughs>
0: all right well with that behind us let's just take a dive into the comic dump bin
2: who would like to go first this week? I would kind of like to go first, if you don't mind, because go I've got first, something Jay. really interesting. This I'm, I'm has, all ears. For the last two, three-ish weeks, this has become an absolute obsession of mine. Not a comic, but it's something I feel shares the spirit of the comic book. In this, it's this, this world you get absorbed in, and it starts to eclipse other aspects of your life. I've been reading this thing religiously, And it has consumed me. It is a website called the SCP Foundation. That stands for Secure, Contain, Protect. What it is, it's a database sharing a common story of a foundation that locates, keeps safe, and protects people from occult and anomalous objects. Talking cursed sarcophagi, mm. possessed toys. What about the trumpet? The seance trumpet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, no, that's a perfect example. That would be the kind of thing this foundation would seek out through one of their embedded agents and bring back to their headquarters to be contained. They perform experiments on these. Things. They've got aliens who have crash landed, artifacts from different dimensions, pieces of dead extra dimensional gods. There are a little over 2000 entries. And the best part is it's from people all over the world who have submitted their own ideas. There are rules and uh, procedures to follow if you want to have your idea submitted. But when it works, it becomes an entry in the database of items that have been captured, cataloged, neutralized, etc. And I'd like really? to really, yeah, I, it's the coolest concept in the world. Yeah. It almost sounds
1: like the show Warehouse 13.
2: It's it's very similar to that, sort of like a crowdsourced, Yeah, and it's it's just crazy. And I've got one for you right here. Okay, this is fairly close to the top of the list because I've been trying to read them in order. I'll be done around the time I'm 75. Okay, and- <laughs> so there's a few. Yeah, and it's interesting because the format is always the same. It starts with the item's um, serial number, the object class, in this instance, safe. Now, when an object is classified safe, all it means is that if you're in the room with it, it will not explicitly kill you outright. Safe can still mean highly dangerous if you don't use it correctly. Okay. So this one here, this is called SCP-072, codename, foot of the bed, which sounds pretty innocuous, but I'll jump right into it description. Instances of SCP-072 were first discovered in an apartment building in Michigan after two local media reports. Effects caused a local panic which drew the attention of embedded Foundation agents. SCP-072 is a shadowy and translucent projection which resembles a .9 meter long hand, the fingers of which taper to a sharp point. Detailed recording of SCP-072 is difficult as it does not manifest at high light levels instances of i'm just gonna skip in my mind it's always been like skip 72 because it rolls off the tongue nice so instances of skip 72 have only been observed to manifest when a human hereafter known as the subject enters rem sleep while Ooh. located in a bed infected by skip 72 and leaves a foot or both feet exposed to open air Yeah, if these conditions are satisfied, Skip-72 will emerge from the foot of the bed and appear to use its pointer finger to tap on the subject's foot until they awaken. Subjects have reported that at this point they were unable to move, showing symptoms similar to sleep paralysis. This continues as long as Skip-72 is visible. But wait, there's more. Skip-72 will then use its pointed fingers to cut portions of flesh from the exposed parts of the subject's foot or feet. It'll return to within the bed in between each removal, hoarding the pieces of flesh, emerging without them. It's not known whether it consumes them or where the pieces go, but this will continue until Skip-72 has taken all exposed flesh hanging over the bed.
1: Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I do when I go to bed, is pull the blanket up. I know, right? Well, this is one. (laughs) (laughs) Not tonight, you're not. No, no, definitely not tonight. (laughs) As long as the wounds are
2: properly treated, Skip-72's effects are not fatal, but have been observed to cause severe psychological damage relating to sleep, generally for the rest of the subject's life. There's also a secondary effect. Any bed within a 10-meter vicinity of a bed which is infected with SCP-72 Will host a new instance of the entity, and the infection will continue for every bed that comes near that one, and so on and so forth. So you can spread it to your friends, to your family, throughout Mm. entire apartment buildings. A shadowy hand which gathers the parts of you you leave hanging off the bed so carelessly, and (sighs) secrets the flesh away to a shadowy dimension we can't even perceive. There are 2,000 similar stories of creepy goings-on, what they'll do to you and what they're trying to do to stop them from doing that on this website, and it is incredible.
0: I've got to say, everything you're saying has just brought back a memory to me. Nothing that's happened to me personally, but uh, where I come from, a very, very small town out in the middle of nowhere, really, uh, about an hour from any big uh, city. And uh, it's only, it's a little town that's got like two, like I said, two gas stations, three sta- traffic lights, and about 15 churches. <laughs> but up on the hill, uh, in the north uh, northwest corner of town, is a great big old house that for many, 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 many years, and still to this day... Is uh, used as a home for troubled kids. Oh boy, and I mean like severely troubled kids. Like uh, I remember, you know, growing up there being a few different instances where you know you'd get word, oh, some kids escaped from the school, and everybody locked the doors down because <laughs> they were, you know, they were going to cause some trouble. Sure. But from what I understand, and I don't, I don't know this uh, to be one hundred percent factual, but I've heard just you know word of mouth that uh, there were several orphanages back in like the eighteen hundreds. And uh, rumor has it, like, on certain nights that, you know, if you're looking out the window, you can see, like, kids dressed in these clothes wandering the streets and whatnot. <laughs> well, anyway, one of my close friends, uh, she grew up in a house that was uh, supposedly used as one of these orphanages and held many of these kids. And she told me a story about one night her she was laying in bed and uh, felt something grabbing on her feet uh-huh. and pulling at her and poking uh-huh. her feet and... uh Oh I just can't imagine i'm I'm not sleeping in here anymore we, we I'm not we sleeping go.
2: anymore at all yeah <laughs>
1: I'm done If I go oh, to man. sleep and I feel something touch my foot and it's my damn dog <laughs> happened to bump his nose. Oh yeah, God. guess what, Jack? Welcome to hell,
2: Yeah, i I've been reading these stories for three weeks, you, and every day my life gets a little worse.
0: <laughs> you think that's a dog, <laughs> all right. Very good,
2: Jake. I'd like okay. to hear more of those. Oh, I don't know if I would. I would, <laughs> I would love to share more of these because some are very long and rambling. Some are nice little bite-sized bits of horror. You'll have to start
0: bringing them. those out, like those uh, case number something something. I like know. that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be
2: great. That'd make a like yeah. That make it fun. I like that. I like that. Sweet.
0: <laughs> All right, Jack. What Jeez. we got? Oh, the final night—the power of Shazam! You should—you should tell the listeners why we have this, or you have this book rather.
1: Was our first pseudo set se- or celeb guest that mm-hmm. we had was a—he was what was it, back in the seventies, seventies uh, and eighties. Yeah, he was a, a a local icon from the nighttime TV show where he would he would host evening TV shows. His name was. Fritz the Night Owl. Fritz the Night Owl. Yeah, Fritz the that's Night. my
2: man, right there. Oh yeah, Fritz but he was cool.
1: a, a big Shazam, uh, Captain Marvel, same guy, a different name. Uh, big fan of him, and he was actually put into a couple of different comics. Mm-hmm. And I grabbed a hold of him just to have, you know, sometime I'm going to go get him to sign him. Yeah. But this is the first time that I've ever opened and read it, and I read this one because it has Superman in it too. So it starts out with Superman. It's pretty. This was done in '96. So about the same oh, time wow. as yours, which I thought it was going to be older, but it's not. Yeah, I would have too. Superman's got the. Would you say that's a mullet? Oh, that's, that's yeah. The definitely. Fritz the Night
0: Owl uh, Superman books or Shazam books, rather. Excuse me, or maybe he was in both. Anyway, Superman's definitely rocking mullets. That's yeah. on the
2: mullet spectrum. For yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Back when the, yeah, look at that. He's got. Some it was 1996.
0: Locks. Billy Ray Cyrus <laughs> had inspired a generation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so before this story happens, the Sun Eater. I don't know quite who that is. That's a brutal-ass name, though. (laughs) He did just that, ate the sun. So there's no sun uh, around the Earth, and the the weather has turned into basically a big snowstorm. Oh, wow. Superman, uh, Captain Marvel, or Shazam, is from Fawcett City. And Superman happens to show up and hang out, you know, trying to save the day all over the place. It opens up that there's two planes getting ready to crash. They decide to team up with each other. Each one of them are going to go save the airplane, Uh, Shazam grabs his. He has no problem trying to land it. Superman, because the sun has been gone for so long, he's starting to lose his power a little bit. So he thinks that the plane's going to crash, and he's worrying, oh, boy, I hope I don't do this in front of Shazam because there's always kind of like a battle between those two because (laughs) they're basically the same hero. Like a pissing contest, Uh, more or less. (laughs) Yep. They end up landing it, and just as they get to the city, the weather clears up. It's fine. Superman happens to get his power back because Shazam, the wizard, is using magic to keep the city safe. And from what I always thought, Shazam was like a genie that gave his power to Billy Batson that would right. turn him into it. Well, this, he's just some old fart wizard that hangs out with some other guy with a special staff. Now, his, that old guy there is Shazam, and this is Ibis. I'm not sure how it works between them two. Hmm. But they land the plane, go talk to the wizard trying to see, you know, you think you'd be able to make the power strong enough to save the whole world. And they're like, yeah, well, we don't know if we're going to be able to do that or not. That's an awful lot of power. And then it cuts to the rest of the Shazam family. The shazam if you will.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all this guy.
1: Lady Shazam, and I guess his name is Kid Shazam. They're just flying around the city outside of the, the safe zone, catching, saving people, bringing them back to the Uh, Safety. Um, There's a lot of cars with people freezing in it. So they're just bringing them back. People at the hospital are like, no, they're not hurt. Get them out of here. And they're all like, but come on. This is a hospital. You're supposed to be saving the people, helping them out. This is no fair. The story really doesn't go anywhere besides running around the place, (laughs) saving people, bringing them back and forth. Superman goes to W H I Z. Good name for a radio station. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Gets on the radio where the Fritz, wins. the Night Owl, is actually the DJ there. And there's his picture, good old Fritz. And he's, Superman's just on the radio saying, Everyone, don't go anywhere, stay in your house. And then Fritz is like, hey, Superman
2: thanks. tells you to stay in your house. <laughs> Fritz he is said, like, "Where to go, lesson.
1: Superman. And really, that's about it.
2: It's got Fritz. Not
0: that's a lot of my... girth, but a lot of fritz, and uh, well, maybe described... not even a lot of fritz. <laughs> Never but... mind. We're <laughs> no. gonna cut that in post. <laughs> oh, that's staying. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> At one point, there's a electri- electric, a guy that works on the electric boxes, whatever electricity company guy. Mm-hmm. He's stranded in his car, talking on to like dispatch, saying, "Yeah, I'm stuck in the car. I can see what the problem is, seeing the the relay place, what the problem is." Meanwhile, Shazam flies by, lightning strikes. He gets turned into Billy Bats and falls on the ground. Next thing you know, the old man wizard Shazam picks him up and he's like, Say my name. Shazam! <laughs> he's back to normal. They save the electric guy. That's where it ends. Oh, is it end. <laughs> electrician the word you're looking for? There he yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. Just a thought. So if you like Fritz, that's the reason they have this comic. <laughs> it, it really didn't go anywhere. But then, besides running around saving people, it's got a really a cool zone. cover on the front too. it's yeah, a gorgeous great. cover. The
2: art looked really nice as
0: well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it, I always think about because Fritz has been in what maybe four or five of these different yeah. Shazam books. And I always think about because when we had Fritz on, I mean, he talk. He's loved comics since back in the yes. day. And uh, he, you know, not only loves comics, but loves Shazam. And I think to this day on his little cap, he has a little Shazam lightning bolt right on the front <laughs> mm-hmm. of his cap. Yeah, here. he does. But what an honor it would be to be, the, you know, a lifelong fan and then to see your likeness and oh, the comic book that you love so That's much. still My the God. dream, yeah. Yeah.
2: One day, boys. One day. I'm going to try and lose some weight before I'm in... One of my favorite comics, I hope.
0: <laughs> well, that's the joy of the magic of uh, comic writing. You know, you can be whatever you want. That's a good you know?
2: In this alternate dimension where Jake Runyon made good life decisions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, very cool. All right. Uh, this past, uh, what was it, Saturday, Pack Rat Comics here in Hilliard, Ohio, had an event where they're cleaning out the basement with just packed full of uh, old comics Hence the name Rat Comics <laughs> And uh, they were Doing a deal Where you could Come in Pay $50 Get a short box And fill that Son of
1: a gun full I'm s- still mad I wasn't able To make it down there so
0: oh, I spent two hours Down there Now let me tell you How like Almost delirious I was When I left The basement Just all the Different people All the You know this kind of thing attracts a certain
2: kind of clientele <laughs> so there's a lot of, <laughs> <kind> of, <laughs> of aromatic demographics
1: yeah a lot the of one s- with a medical mask on <laughs> yeah.
0: no I, I seriously pulled my shirt up over my nose a few different times while looking wow. through these things I mean That's serious not only when you're flipping through the comics you have the fanning of decades of old paper <laughs> and fingers dust
2: and, and dust bugs.
0: blowing in your face but then and hearing drags, all the probably. coughing and dirtiness around you now let me just clarify. The store itself <laughs> right. is not in any way oh, dirty. No, no. It's that immaculate, looks
2: flawless at all times. Yeah, in defiance of man and god alike.
0: Yeah, every day looks like the first day of business. Yeah. It's perfect in there. This, these were the uh, the scrubs that were digging around <laughs> near me. But I managed. How dare they
2: profane this sacred place? Uh, right.
0: <laughs> but I uh, managed to bring home hundred and ninety-five comic Good books Lord. for fifty bucks. So I, I, I've already told them you guys probably aren't going to see me for some time. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to be pulling from this short box from, for quite a while for the uh, dump bin here. And my first one, probably one I was most excited to get, was a like I said earlier, a What If uh, X-Men series. And this is uh, called What If, starring Cannonball's little brother Josh and his pet Sentinel.
1: Cannonball. <laughs>
0: 190
1: comics. That's the next, what, three years of this show in that box. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You ain't going to see me. So this book is about the little
0: brother. This It happens with the little brother of the X-Men Cannonball, who is uh, Sam Guthrie. And his power is he can fly and also put an impenetrable... Uh, Field around him So he can pretty much Become a cannonball And wreck through About anything Um, And uh, There are quite a few Siblings in the Guthrie family uh, Apparently And two of them Which have mutant powers Have become X-Men Well Little Josh here Was not one of those He does not have Any powers And The comic opens With his mom Getting ready for a birthday party Putting the streamers And balloons up And a cake And Saying, you know, your, your big brother and sister are going to be here we got to get ready for the birthday party And little, little Josh is sick of living in the shadow of his siblings You know, of his siblings. Yeah, I wish I had powers I wish I could be something special I'm just regular old Josh girlfriend <laughs> You know, a little, little whiny bitch But <laughs> anyway, it shows him at school And, you know, the, local, the school bully comes up Shoves his face in his lunch You get a pretty good idea of where this, uh, his social status lies in school not very good. And he comes home all uh, disgruntled from the day. And his mom's like, you got to watch these twins. You know, I got to I gotta go get ready for the party. I got to do this and that. And he's just put off. He's like, I'm not watching these kids. He grabs his guitar. He's like, I'm getting out of here for a while. So he goes out and sits next to this lake that sits at the back of the property. And this lake uh, has this great big rock. Sits right in the middle of it. It's been there as long as he knows. And he's sitting there playing his guitar and ho hum, woe is me in the shadow, however that song may go. Good emo, <laughs> emo music coming up there. <laughs> Dashboard confessional song. <laughs> but uh, in the middle of his song, he snaps a string, which just, it's just the cherry on his shit Sunday. So he gets mad and throws his guitar across the lake. And uh, It skips twice and then hits this rock, which makes a big clang noise. And Josh thinks, well, that's odd. A rock shouldn't make that kind of noise. So he takes his shirt off, dives out there, and swims to the rock to get his guitar. And upon getting on it, realizes this isn't a rock. This is metal. And he starts looking down into the water and realizing that he's on the skull, the very top part of a sentinel that's been in this lake for some time. The
2: quintessential death machine.
0: Mm. Yes, So, he starts peeling all, like, the the vines and everything that's on it off, which uncovers the solar panels that start then allowing energy to this sentinel, and it starts to power up. feels like a proton pack. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. And next thing you know, he just, uh, the sentinel just emerges from the lake. And he's like, wow, cool, and this thing is, uh, it's been damaged, and... Being a 96 comic, this was the uh, same era as the uh, X-Men, the, cartoon. the Onslaught series oh, that happened oh, yeah. in comics, uh, where the Sentinels once again took Manhattan, taking out uh, everyone, and villains and he- heroes alike teamed up to take them down. The Ben Riley days of uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, so, um, being all broken and stuff, it it's trying to... Boot up Determine what its main objective is But it can't get there So it just sits there Says awaiting instructions Awaiting instructions Awaiting instructions And Josh says Your instructions are to serve And protect Joshua Guthrie He goes My my objective is to serve And protect Joshua Guthrie He's like This is freaking awesome He goes First thing we're going to do Head to the school He gets on the shoulder of this thing and it shows the bully that shoved his face down in the lunch earlier playing at football practice. And next thing you know, the sentinel just <laughs> right over the football field. Picks him up and says, uh, you have been selected for termination. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. You know, so he, he so then the, he's instructed to set the bully on top of the flagpole. They fly off and Josh is rolling in the grass, having a hell of a laugh over it. Did you see his face? Oh, my God, it was great. Now, while he's laughing, the sentinel is sitting here. Uh, Like you can see like internal commands being given, like internal uh, functions are at, uh, you know, minimal level initiating secondary repair process. So it's repairing itself. Now, when it repairs itself, it's going to come to full power and realize what its main real main objective (laughs) is unknown to Josh. So he goes to school and everyone's talking about what happened to the bully on the football field. Isn't that crazy? Did you see he like pissed his pants up there on the <laughs> on the flagpole? If we only could meet the guy that was uh you know with this sentinel, how cool that would be. But you know, he's keeping it a secret. So he gets he gets home and he's hiding this thing inside the silo of the farm he lives on. And he decides this is my chance to be an X-Men. I've finally got some power. So he makes himself a homemade X-Men outfit. And he gets some paint, and he paints the Sentinel to look like the classic uh, oh, the yellow and blue, <laughs> yellow and blue ah. X Men. So uh, he, after he does so, he sets out, and he he goes. The girl at school said, "Man, if I could meet, you know, the guy who did this, you know, who's with the Sentinel, he'd be so cool. Chance for him to be popular with the ladies. So he flies the Sentinel to this girl's house, and his plan is, he's just gonna. Tap on the window. She's going to open it and see Joshua Guthrie there with his, you know, his hands on his hips, looking all heroic and like, "Wow, you're so cool." Well, he gives the command to this sentinel to tap on the window, and he ends up tapping the whole roof off the house. <laughs> At which point they take off, and uh, it, you just start seeing paper headlines. You know, giant robot drains the uh, the county reservoir. Giant robot burns bridge. Giant robots uh, see destroys a chicken ranch. So, you know, he's just out trying to have fun, but he's destroying the town he lives in. This is Iron Giant. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, more or less. (laughs) That's what Brooke was saying when I said to her. So, then here come Cannonball and uh, the sister. What's the sister's name? Uh, Who cares? Medicine Ball? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember what her power is. Um, But... About the time they're home for the birthday party, Josh is over here in the corner again, and <laughs> Harumph. <laughs> Harumph. Harumph. And uh, at this point, the Sentinel has reached. It's fully repaired itself, and it's taken on its old direction. And it can see into the house, recognizes two mutants, and comes in to attack. Well, the two X-Men, Cannonball and uh, blah, blah, Miscellaneous Girl, again, I don't remember what her name is. Anyway, they attack it, and they are trying to take it down, but this sentinel, you know, they adapt to the power they're being fought with. Right. So it knocks each of them incapable and is about to destroy them. And as it does, Josh runs in and goes, No, you know, you can't do this. You're supposed to serve me. He says, Your main objective was to protect Josh Guthrie, you know, and you can't be doing this. So, so confused, the thing realizes that the best way to protect Josh Guthrie is to destroy itself. So the sentinel then... Puts its own fist through its own head. (laughs) Jeez. Wow, that really hurt. Hit myself. (laughs) And destroys itself. And that's pretty much where the comic book ends. But, man, it was a lot of fun. I mean, like you were saying, the Iron Giant. It's very similar. So that was my offering this week. Uh, Even
2: sacrifices himself to protect the little boy. Yeah. Yeah. friend Hogarth. Friend. <laughs> <laughs> Love that oh, movie. God.
0: <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, it was a good book and a lot a lot of uh, other good books to cool. come. Found another Human Fly. So nice. nice. we'll be talking about that uh, coming up here. Only so. the
2: greatest comic series ever made.
0: Right, you know, right. Tell
1: on. me about it. The greatest superhero real life one because he was real. That's why uh, was
0: the greatest. So with that behind us, let's just jump right into
1: Real World.
0: Jack, who do we have this week?
1: Josh Johnston. And what has Josh Johnston done to deserve a spot on our wall of justice? Well, before we get to him, we got to have some backstory. All right. Mm. In, he's from Louisiana, uh, Blunt County, Louisiana. And there, <laughs> there, there is a road. Uh, I guess it's just by the name of the road. It's pretty windy. It's called the Dragon.
2: Oh, Jesus. Well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Josh rides his motorcycle on this road all the time. One day, something kind of weird happened. He ran into a couple of people standing on the side of the road. They said they heard uh, a scream down uh, like at the edge of the road is a big ravine. Mm-hmm. So he walked over there, looked down, happened to see uh, a body laying down there. And he said the guys, the face on the body was just kind of there was no expression. He just kind of laying there. So he beat feet down the hill to go see you know what was going on. Turned out uh, one guy named. Kevin Deeprock and his buddy Phil were driving around. Um, Kevin hit the back tire of Phil's bike. Both bikes went off that ravine. Uh, Phil ended up dying, but Kevin ended up breaking 12 ribs, getting a bunch of other fractures. Wow. Punctured both lungs and had some other bruises and bumps. But he was laying there for about 30 hours. Oh, my God. And kept trying to yell. kept He was like 100 feet from the road, so nobody could hear him yelling. Or he when your lungs are full of rib, there's uh, no... Yeah, seriously. Uh, he kept trying to yell. No one heard him. He heard motorcycles because it's a, a highly a big motorcycle road, apparently. Okay. Passing by. No one was coming around. He ended up using his cell phone, giving his, you know, I love yous to everyone, trying to call 911. Nothing was happen, happening, but... Uh, Josh, is just, Josh went down there to try to help him. He said he was pretty much in fight-or-flight mode to save the guy. No matter what, he's going to stay there you know, like all night if he had to. Told his buddy to get a whole 911. They ended up making it there. I guess it was a, a pain to get the guy because of the terrain. But oh, yeah, they ended up saving him, and he's doing all right. Should be out in a couple weeks. This wow. Oh, this is recent. Yeah, this is really recent, like within two weeks.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah.
0: I remember the hearing a story not... Well, it's been within the past few years where a, a guy's wife, like on her, had left for work and just missing. Didn't see her for like, I don't know, like a week, close to a week. And uh, police kept coming up empty-handed, couldn't find anything. And he started retracing tracks and you know t- taking her route to work and noticed on the way there was this heavily wooded area and noticed some like some trees and shit kind of like displaced. And he looked down there and saw his wife's car. Oh, had gosh. fallen down this huge ditch and was on end, and she had been hanging in there for like seventy-two hours anyway by her seatbelt. And had she been there three or four hours more, would have died. Yeah, nick of time, kind of stuff.
1: Sounds sounds like the same. Yep. He was, I guess, the the guy uh, Kevin was. He was about ready to give it in, but then all of a sudden, Josh ended up showing up and he was able to get help. Man, to even hold on like that. If yeah. I broke. 6 ribs
2: as opposed to 12. I would have been like an hour in and like take me. It's I'm o- it's over. I'm
0: I stub my toe and I'm like <laughs> giving my goodbyes already. Why god forsaken
1: us. Yeah. Peter Griffin on the ground.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Josh Johnston was it? Yes. You have found a spot on our wall of justice. In my the god. All
1: of heroes. Good on you, Josh. Wow.
0: no kidding. No kidding. The uh what would you call it? an angel? A uh, guardian angel guardian. or something. Yeah. Wow. I can't imagine coming on that. I guess
2: less a guardian angel, more like a reactive angel. I guess a decent guardian angel wouldn't have let that happen. <laughs> well, it's just semantics. The
0: guardian angel uh, uh, well, dropped the him. ball, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, so
1: yeah. That's- well, If you think about it, he said he saw someone laying down there with no reaction to his face. So you could have thought, oh, God, there's a dead body down there. That probably yeah. would have been my instinct. Uh, like yeah, that. but Jeez. instead of running down there and finding out that he was still alive, which probably gave the guy laying there hope. Sure, yeah. I'm saved. So, yeah. Wow,
0: amazing! Damn, I wish I could do something that heroic.
1: I mean, I don't want to find anyone in this <laughs> situation, but I. On my way home, I'm looking at the side I've of the road. I've got a over. plan. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'll be make it happen. I'm far more observant
0: from now. Observant from now on. <laughs> right now, I just want to end it. I right, might as well. Thing, yeah, yeah. Well,
2: that was good. That was good, though. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think we had a good episode. Yeah, our our guest, uh, I'm not sure what happened, but uh, did not get in contact with us. So that's going to conclude this week's
1: episode. So, Jack, what have we on the website? Go to KandairPodcast.com, where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow follow us on all our social media. Visit the Hall of Heroes and see the Wall of Justice. Check out some of the videos from our YouTube page. And if you would like to be a guest and promote your work. Send us an email on our contacts page.
0: Don't forget to find us on Twitter at air pod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. Jake's, or Jake has got a lot of good stuff happening on there. Uh, always keeps me
2: rolling. I love it. I like to keep the fans happy. That's yeah. what I does. I laugh at them.
0: Oh, yeah. Hysterically, You're too. Kind of we need some more Tobias cans. just I thinking can't. that
2: exact same That second batch didn't <laughs> hit as hard as the first, but by God, I'll keep trying. That
1: poor dead grandpa with a no, face is. on top of his head. <laughs>
0: Jack's been putting the show the uh, last few weeks up on YouTube as well. So, uh, yeah, another medium to listen to the show. Uh, the Show Us Your Cans contest. We have extended the deadline to November 30th. It seemed like a few days right before we are going to call it done, we start getting submissions. Yep. So we want to see more of your cans.
2: Show us your cans. I need to see the cans.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, uh, Con Radio is no more. But, again, Radio for Geeks is going to be coming. We will keep you filled in on those details. In the meantime, you can find us on our website, of course. And uh, don't forget to go to iTunes. We're on there. Uh, Subscribe and leave a comment. It helps us more than you know about Google Play? We're on Google we're Play. We're on
1: Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. There's yeah. not many places you can't hear us yeah. on any kind of podcast there, directory. Director will never die. Satchelplayer.com. It's kind of a fun yeah. name, but it's there. Before you know it, we're going to be broadcasting into your dreams. <laughs> Our glory <laughs> shall outlast the sun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything else, gentlemen? I've had it. I hope
2: everyone... <laughs> wow. <No. please>. wow. <laughs> Jeez. My resignation. I hope everyone had a Happy Halloween. I did. Had a good yeah. time with the Halloween episode. Yeah, a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad yeah, Halloween's over.
0: Ever. We still have uh two yeah, me too. <laughs> we still have uh two holidays to get through, but Yeah, we do.
2: We're almost there. The one two punch Three of them coming in Christ
0: Three Deus. all New Year's. Yep. I forgot about New Year's. Yeah. That's kind that's of That's usually the yearly wrap up. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Still, uh, still trying to secure someone for the Christmas episode. We have some good people on the on the list. Hopefully, one of
2: them pans out. So uh, I can't promise nothing, but uh, I'm in talks with a certain Saint Nicholas to see if maybe. I mean, you know, like I said, who knows? I think we had a
0: very disgruntled Saint Nick on our very first Christmas episode, if you remember, Jack. <laughs> That's right. <we> I <laughs> don't think we'll be having that one back though. So uh, I think that's going to do it for this week. Until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. Thanks for listening, everyone.
2: I'm bored. I wish we were buzzed. Let's drink Daddy's cough syrup. This is where he keeps the good stuff. You don't need drugs to get high. Doc! You just need the and Podcast. That's good advice. Now we know. And no one is half the battle. Just one question. What are you doing outside the window?
0: (laughs) Ha ha! Tell your mama to call me. G.I. Joe!
2: Sorry. (laughs) Let me bring that back. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page.